Welcome to the Weekend Sherpa podcast, Take It Outside. I'm Brad Day. And I'm Holly Kulak. Well, welcome to another week of quarantine. I hope uh, you are doing well. Um, We have some updates on what's going on. Um, in the world of the outdoors. And a little later, we have a great conversation with a friend of ours, Greg McQuaid. And if you're from the Bay Area, you may remember Greg as a morning show host, uh, along with Dave Morey um, and Renee Richardson, um, which was uh, how we originally met Greg back in the day when I was going on KFOG to talk about where to explore outdoors in California. So now Greg is up to some really cool stuff um, and uh, look forward to uh, to that conversation with him. Yeah, should we start off with some good news? Absolutely. Let's definitely start off with some good news. Weekend Sherpa has, wait for it, <laughs> a new sticker. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't say. It's a new sticker. It's, uh, well, one of the things we've been doing in our quarantine time is upgrading our look. Uh, so we kind of have a bit of a new logo with a new look um, and a new sticker. So um, it's pretty cool and easy to get this sticker. Um, what you got to do is just post a photo of a place you are most craving to get back to once uh, it's safe to do so. So it could be a specific trail. It could be a specific beach, a bike ride, lake. What What is it that you're like, wow, I, I just can't wait to get back to this particular place? Um, we want to hear about it. So post it on Instagram or on Facebook with the hashtag, and that's important. You got a hashtag, Weekend Sherpa, so that we know you're posting it. Um, and then write to us. This is uh, step two. Write to us at info at Weekend Sherpa um, with your mailing address so that we can then mail you this fresh new sticker. Looks awesome on water bottles. It does. Yeah. And you can find out information on our website too. Um, it's a most recent issue of We Can Sherpa. Um, this water bottle needs your sticker or this sticker needs your water bottle. Something. There's a nice sticker <laughs> that looks nice on water bottles. It's one of those. <laughs> uh, it's been a long week. It has. But um, an update on the outdoors. Yeah. Tell us what's going on in the in the world of the outdoors. From the view from the indoors. Um, so, well, there is some good news. It looks like stuff uh, is kind of sort of maybe opening with all kinds of caveats and pretzel twisting and messaging and protocols, but Hey, it's progress. For example, um, I believe San Bernardino County announced that County parks, rivers, lakes, and recreation areas, including parking lots are going to reopen this weekend. Now, um, is that just for residents of that county is like i think that's kind of considered the social contract is they just want people from the county um i think you were mentioning earlier that ventura for example definitely has that i would make sure you check the website first before i would not go unless you're in the county and or you find out the proper information on it because you know there's a lot of differences in messaging and protocol but i do believe it's for the county residents only yes and i did see that like in ventura county in Southern California where they're going to be open they, and they were on like lockdown pretty hardcore a couple of weeks ago with us the um, as far as the parks that were closed a lot of them if not all of them were closed in in Ventura County and now um, they're going to be opening it opening up beaches and promenades and piers and trails along with social distancing but only to residents so they're really um, discouraging the neighboring county of Los Angeles County don't <laughs> don't come to Ventura County right. for a day at the beach or to hit the trails, um, which is which is um, good if you're a resident of Ventura. But how like how do you police that or how do you in, enforce 
somebody who's not from Ventura who's coming and hanging out. It's like, tricky because I'm pretty sure it's a social contract for every county right now, right? It's a it's a step in the right direction, but they don't want to have what they had weeks ago where everybody was just jumping in their cars and going across counties and different places and different beaches. I would think maybe they'll check driver's licenses or something. Like Yeah, right? I think there's going to be know. a checkpoint. I mean, well, then you're like really... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, yeah. I just, I think it's great that they are, you know, taking some steps and they are, um, they're kind of doing it with caution, right? And right. trusting the residents to act responsibly and recommending, I still, you know, I think you have to have the masks, even outdoors. I don't know if you have to always be wearing them, but if you can't get the physical distance, have them on. Um, you just kind of have to check because there's not a cross state, like here's one message. Right. The counties are different. The regions are different. The cities are different. Sure. Um, so that's why it gets a little bit complicated. Right. Um, and that's why it sounds like we're like, well, check first, but it's just because it's different everywhere. So everywhere really is different. Know. Yeah. Um, up in Northern California, um, San Francisco is following Oakland's lead. Yeah. That's right. Great. For uh, slow streets. Yeah. Where they're not like completely shutting it down, but they're basically closing streets um, to cars. To cars, unless I think you live on that street. Um, so that people can get outside on a walk because the sidewalks don't allow for the six feet of social distance. So if you're able to close down some specific streets during this pandemic where a lot of open spaces are, are closed, it's a great way to, um, to give urban centers access to some, some kind of outdoor space. It's interesting because where I live, I'd love to see that actually, just because the streets are getting quite crowded and it becomes harder to get that distance when everybody's, you know, kind of, not everybody follows it, right? It's like you're walking up and somebody's got their dog and they're like off leash and like, they don't have a mask and all of a sudden they're up in your space. And you're like, what do you do? Do you say like, Hey, could I get some social distance here, please? Like, what do you, what, or do you, do you just like walk into the bushes? Oh, what do or? I personally do? You yeah. know, I usually just pull up, like I wear a gator all the time outdoors. Mm. So, um, oftentimes I have plenty of space, but if I kind of come, let's say even the other day, I was kind of walking through a, an area that had a vineyard on one side and a house on the other and another couple came. Um, but they saw me, I saw them. I think we still had enough distance, but just to be cautious, we all of us basically pulled up our gators and masks and walked by each other. I mean, it was a great, pleasant exchange because everybody <laughs> was sort of respecting that, you know, um, kind of the, the mask request and recommendation around it. So, sure. Uh, that's basically what I do. And then I just try to, when I'm on runs, I like veer all over. I'm like the, the zigzag runner now. It's like, I'm over here and now I'm over here. I know. But, you know, it's okay. I still think there's some... Uh, like a little bit of the confused messaging. Like I know that San Francisco is taking this awesome initiative, which is great about slow streets, but you know, still London breed, uh, San Francisco's mayor, who I think has been an awesome leader in all of this. She, she had tweeted earlier this week, the most important thing people can do is remain home. But when you must go out, this will allow, or this will help allow for physical distancing. Okay. So, um, <laughs> the most important thing, like, like she said, the most important thing you can do is, not go is out. Remain home. Is remain home. But when you must go out, you know, basically closing these streets will allow for some physical distancing. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's like confusion fusion with all the totally. Messaging. The only consistency has been the inconsistency in some of this messaging. I think you know the main thing that's gotten through, and probably the most important thing, is the whole social distancing idea. Like mm-hmm. from the beginning, 
And the masks that, now. Yeah, and now the masks. But that's been like maintain distance, do that. And that's gotten through. What hasn't so much um, is the idea of also trying to remain healthy as possible during this time. And part of that equation of remaining healthy is, is exercise, um, in particular outdoor exercise, if you can get vitamin D, um, which has kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, unfortunately, cause I, I think, you know, if the ultimate goal is to have as few cases of this as possible, right. Um, and yep. social distancing is absolutely going to get us there, but also having a healthy population is going to help get you there. So I think, you know, it's just kind of thinking a little bit, a little bit differently in, in, uh, in how we're approaching this. And we're seeing some signs towards that with some of these parks beginning to open up and these slow streets movements in Oakland and in San Francisco, um, so it feels like we're we're inching a little bit closer towards you know not normal by any stretch, but it feels like it's it's somewhat getting closer to something that we can somewhat be, feel good about. Yeah, that we can all kind of cooperate on. Sure, right, for being able to get, to get outdoors. I'm just finding some of the social media still oddly. Um, shame based like and, and i don't know if it's a bit of the mixed messaging like shame yeah the walk of shame like you know i saw one guy had posted on a local community site he just simply asked if a beach was open uh-huh. and you know some people just answered him and then other people were like no just stay home you know and it's like within his right. county right, and, right. um i just sort of was like all right i do understand there's somewhat of a fear factor but it is Sometimes, like some of these apps out there for community oriented, are very like, next like door. I'm gonna be the pol- <laughs> I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm not door. naming names, yeah. but um, yeah, I uh, I hope that will sort of subside because some of it I I get is fear based, but it's also like some of it feels a bit hypocritical because I'm seeing plenty of like non-essential workers still going to work. I'm seeing people go to work that don't necessarily need to be going to work, you know, and that's fine. I'm not going to make my judgment there either, but it seems like the outdoors all of a sudden got picked on in this odd way. It's like, well, the farmer's markets are still open, but you know, how dare you have the idea of asking about a beach? (laughs) Yeah. Well, like we said, it's, um, it's easy to close down these parks. Um, it's harder to open them back up because it's like, what is that going to look like? I think for the most part, people are going to honor the, you know, the, uh, I guess, rules or the protocols for it because it's an opportunity to get out. And it is, uh, but not everybody follows rules. That's just, just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh. Well, try to follow the rules if you're listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) That's your PSA. Yeah, there's my PSA. Moving on to our interview with Greg, which is, he's such a great friend. It's always good to chat with him. And I thought he had some really uh, interesting things to say. And he's up to some cool things. Uh, And as you listen to the interview, you'll hear him talk about some experiences with um, Airbnb, who he's worked with for um, a experience that he's running or was running until the pandemic occurred uh, very successfully in San Francisco, a stairway walk. Um, I've been reading a bit about Airbnb, uh, and they're, this is such a, a crazy time for so many businesses, but, uh, they've been front and center in a lot of conversations, uh, in the media. Right. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's crazy. I think, well, Airbnb isn't immune to, um, you know, how this pandemic is affecting the travel industry in general, every from chain hotels to restaurants, um, to anybody that rely, any organization that relies on, on tourists. And, um, yeah, from what I was understanding with, with Airbnb, you like, if you stay at like a Marriott or a Hilton or something like that, you usually 
pay with your credit card at the end of your stay. And you can like cancel that up until like three days in advance or 48 hours in advance. But with, with Airbnb, they have a different model where if you're going to stay at an Airbnb, you uh, prepay a pretty substantial amount up front to that host. And so when this was all shaking out, um, all these people couldn't go on their trips. So what are you, what are you going to do? Right? I mean, you, you gotta, you probably got to refund the money, but the hosts were then ticked off because they were losing out on massive amount of potential income that they were going to be getting from people staying at their place. Um, so he was kind of in this position, but I, th- you know, what, what, who do you placate the, the hosts or the people traveling and using the Airbnb platform? This and is the CEO of Airbnb. This, yeah. From mm-hmm. what I read. So it's, you know, it's, it's a tough position to be in, but ultimately I think he, he came to probably the, the, the right, the right move. Yeah. Well, from a personal standpoint, I think I would much rather have somebody understand and say, hey, you know, you can't come. There's a pandemic. <laughs> and so you shouldn't be traveling or staying here right now. And it There's always the outliers, though. Yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot I of those. Know. <laughs> but, you know, like I certainly I don't mean that in an insensitive way to all of the hosts. That yeah. sucks that that is occurring where you're losing that revenue. And, you know, uh, it's so many People are just taking huge hits right now. I mean, the restaurant industry, small businesses, it's really tough. So I'm not being um, trying to be insensitive to that. But I do just think from a standpoint of how you end up treated as a consumer, I would... That sticks with you, Yeah, it would stick with "Mm, me. Someone was like, no, No, you can't can't cancel it. Sorry. You know, I'd be like, all right, I probably wouldn't... There's a pandemic clause. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't probably go with Airbnb again just because that's a kind of a bad experience. But when you do something like, you know, understandably under these circumstances, then I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, sure. it's a, it's just a better feeling, right? It's remembering how you were treated, I guess. Remembering how you're treated yeah. during a pandemic. We're all going to remember those Facebook outrages that you're putting out there <laughs> during this pandemic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So should we move on to Greg McQuaid? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, so we're here with uh, our longtime friend, Greg McQuaid. Um, talking a little bit about what uh, what somebody can be doing when you're as fit and active um, and energetic as Greg is during this this time of year uh, with the coronavirus and, and COVID-19. Um, we know Greg from back in the day at KFOG. Greg was part of that uh, classic morning show on KFOG with Dave Morey and Renee Richardson. Um, and it is really good to see you, Greg. Likewise, likewise. For those of you uh, listening to this podcast, we are actually we're doing this by Zoom, so we can we can see each other, uh, which is very nice. It's lovely to see you guys. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is good to see you. And thanks very for, socially distant. Yes, yes. <laughs> and thanks for making the point uh, that it is good to see you as well as talk to you. Yeah. Um. So, getting to what what is going on like right now? Like you were, um, you've been leading these amazing. Um, stairway walks yeah. in San Francisco with Airbnb experiences that check out some of the hidden stairways of our fantastic city. Yeah. Um, one of the highest rated Airbnb experiences in the, in the entire Airbnb experiences world, as a matter of fact. I think it's the highest rated in, in San Francisco and in, in California, in, at in least, the, right? Yeah, no, there's, there's one in LA that's like a million, has a million reviews, but no, definitely uh, number one in the Bay Area and, and San Francisco. So that's that's cool. It's um, I've really enjoyed doing it and I'm uh, really missing it right now. I'm sure. Well, we were lucky enough to go on it with you and I loved it because I always feel like, well, I lived in San Francisco a long time and have been doing the Sherpa, so surely I'm going to know 
all the hidden stairways. And I yeah. didn't. I thought it was just so delightful. And there were so many charms to it. Even just like the trivia that you gave along the way and the treats. Um, and walking through neighborhoods that I didn't even know existed. And I lived in San Francisco, I think, 12 years before moving to the North Bay. So it's it's a wonderful trip. And I'm well, sure you are missing it. Thank oh. you. So, yeah, in fact, and, and, and what you said, um, when, if and when this whole thing, you know, blows over and we can go back to living a semblance of a normal life. Um, the fact that my experience, um, which is called Hidden Stairways of San Francisco, by the way, um, it's very popular with locals and um, Airbnb has been quite proactive in reaching out to us and kind of keeping us informed about what's going on and what their plans are. And definitely, because they're not going to have much choice in this initially, their focus is going to very much be on locals because, uh, you know, people are going to want to get out and about, but air travel is probably going to be the last thing that's going to come back from all of this. So um, right. the fact that my experience is popular with um, locals, um, I think hopefully is going to uh, play in my favor. And they say Airbnb have told us they're going to do massive marketing campaigns. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, well, tell us, like, break it down for us. Give us a little bit of a description of how, how the, I mean, we've been on it, we love it, but we yeah. want to hear from you how, how it goes down. Yeah, so um, the experience, it, it came about kind of um, completely by accident. I, I, I had been working at a startup, and that startup got bought by Spotify, and promptly... Spotify kind of closed the company down, but they did offer everybody jobs, but you had to move to, to New York City. My wife and I had just paid off our house and on and on and on. And I'm, I always joke, I'm too old for New York. Um, <laughs> 20 years ago, I would have jumped at, at moving to New York and working for Spotify. Um, so while I was looking for something to do, I had heard about Airbnb experiences. And... Um, in the neighborhood I live in, which is the Inner Sunset, there's a bunch of hidden staircases. And I stole the name, if I'm being honest, from a book. There's a book called The Hidden Stairways of San Francisco, which I think has probably every hidden stairway in San Francisco. And there's probably, I'd imagine, hundreds if not thousands in the city. Um, so, But I focused on, um, there's a couple of mosaic tile staircases um, which are beautiful and have a very interesting um, history in and of themselves. So I focused on those, and then we go to uh, what the city calls Grandview Park, or locals call Turtle Hill. And it's mm -hmm. the most amazing um, view of the city. Um, and that's basically it. I think since you guys did the experience, I think it's become shorter. It used to be a three-hour experience, and now it's yeah. kind of a, a two-hour experience. Um, and that had been going really, really, really well for me. <laughs> you were killing it. Didn't you say that your wife, Sam, yes. had sort of given you the tip, like you took her out on it to yeah. experiment and she gave you some, uh, some straight talk advice? Yeah, she did. My <laughs> initial thought was because, again, the, the reason you guys are having me on this is because we know each other from, you know, being active and doing stuff. And I used to race bikes and I used to run marathons and blah, 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 blah. So the original idea of this was actually, yeah, you see these cool staircases, but it was kind of a fitness thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that was off putting to a lot of people. 
Um, They're like, I'm on so, vacation. Like, uh, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> People on Airbnb are on vacation. They don't want to work out. So, and also just, you know, um, if you, if you, if, if you make it too um, arduous or, you know, if there's too much exercise, you're going to turn a lot of people off. So yeah. we definitely dialed it back. It only go, it's, it's two miles and it's about 400 feet of elevation gain. And we do that in two hours. So it's super chill. Um, and then I've just learned from people. Um, Sam taught me a lot about flowers and plants. And one thing I've discovered from doing this experience is that people from around the world are obsessed with the amount of succulents that we have, not only <laughs> in, in California, but in San Francisco. Succulents have become a really, really, really big part of my experience. So much so that I have all of these, mostly ladies, and I call them my succulent dealers, all these people who live along <laughs> the route, who um, they leave out their succulent cuttings for me. And so everybody, it's kind of like an Oprah thing. Everybody goes home with a succulent at the end. Of I, we still have ours. It's still alive. Yeah. I, I kill plants, but uh, because I'm terrible about watering anything. Yeah. Succulent's still with us. That was that that's, was delightful. That's the beauty of the succulent. And I tell people that I'm always like, if you're a plant killer, this is the thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So that is it's a great experience. We really loved it. And do you think like moving forward, this settles down maybe in a few weeks and a couple of months? And we start dipping our toes back into kind of opening things back up again, including yeah. your wonderful hidden stairway walk. How do you expect, and this is just kind of like spitballing ideas, yeah. but what do you think would be, how is that going to transition? What's that new kind of normal going to look like for you? I've been thinking about it a lot because now, you know, and I, I realize in California, um, we're, we're still a ways away, I think, from, from anything really um, noticeably opening up um but i think when it does um i will probably and i don't know if airbnb will enforce this um i suspect people are going to be wary regardless of what the actual rules are what we're told we can and cannot do people are going to be wary of of um being in public spaces with other people there will be a little bit of reticence sure. um not by everybody but you know um this has all been quite traumatic and, and what, what we've all been through is not going to just disappear overnight. Um, so I was thinking I, I, it's pretty small group sizes regardless for me. It's, it maxes out at 10 people. Um, I think I'm probably going to reduce that to five or six people initially, uh, certainly initially. Um, I don't know if Airbnb is going to mandate that. Um, basically, uh, they've been they've been good since this whole thing shut down um, in communicating with us, but they just like the rest of us have no idea when they're going to open up. At the moment, all experiences worldwide are shut down yeah. through the end of April, and I suspect after that they're starting they're going to start going into a case by case basis. But you know, just general things, even leading up the couple of weeks before we actually shut the whole thing down. And there was quite a bit of confusion. And, and I will say this, I don't think Airbnb were great in communicating what we all should be doing and what, you know, uh, what we should be telling guests or whatever. And it, it ended up that I started canceling stuff prior to Airbnb telling me to. Sure. And then a lot of people were canceling anyway. You know, once tech, once Salesforce and all the tech companies shut down all their business travel, that took a lot of um, 
business away from me because so many people come here for work and they bring their significant others or whatever. So um, the when we do reopen, you know, uh, there'll be we won't be shaking hands anymore. You know, there's, I do this kind of um, I, I do a slideshow with an iPad, and I was thinking I show photos of what San Francisco and what the neighborhood used to look like a hundred <laughs> years ago, and it's cool. But I thought people aren't going to want to gather around an iPad, so I'll just probably text them all those photos. I've been trying to um, think of, of, of workarounds. Um, sure. Yeah, but again, cool. it's all who knows at this point, you know. And it could be that, um, I know you said you have a lot of locals, and it can also be just people who um, have quarantined together, right? Their families. Yeah. And that could be a family of five. I mean, our neighbors exactly. across the way have five people that got uh, their kids with them who came out from college and yeah. came out from San Francisco and they're all there. So yeah. there's, there's five right there. Yeah, that's certainly the hope. And I've had friends who've done the experience um, who've been uh, posting online, Hey, this would be a great thing to do. You know, this was early on when we still hadn't really figured out what we were all doing. And I'm like, no, right. no, no, this is all shut down. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be, it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting. Um, and how is it being a local in San Francisco? I haven't been there since the whole shelter in place came through several weeks ago. What's it, yeah. what's it like? Everybody's really behaving themselves for the most part. Um, I, I, I only stay, I, I go out, I walk the dog and I run around the neighborhood. So I don't really get to see the city. Um, Sam, my wife walks, into her office one day a week just to kind of get the mail and whatever she's the only person there she walks through golden gate park and she always says you know seems like everybody just thinks they're on vacation now granted golden gate park has got a lot of people in it but you know she does say everybody's you know doing the social distancing so the park is open yeah yeah but it is open so um a lot of uh golden yeah a, a lot of parks beaches are closed um, the city has closed playgrounds and stuff like that, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's it's um, feasible really to completely shut down Golden Gate Park. To mm -hmm. be honest, so, yeah. Um, so, have but you I, been doing you know, they're being pretty hardcore about patrolling it and making sure people aren't, you know, are are following all the guidelines. Something else you've been doing, um, and I really have always admired this about you because you did it in the 2017 wildfires. I remember is that you always find a way to give back. Mm -hmm. And it's usually through your, um, you know, interest in fit, interest or obsession with fitness, yeah, maybe a yeah. bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been doing the OCD garden stairway challenge. Yeah. That was challenge. yeah. So um, initially, I was uh, when, when the when the shelter in place came down and everything. Um, I was like hardcore. I'm just not leaving the house. I, I I'm an asthmatic, although you know I maybe use. I take a puff every few days. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly wheezing or anything, but when the shelter in place came down, I'm like, I'm just not going to leave the house for at least a few weeks. Um, and Sam can walk the dog and whatever, but I need my exercise. And we've got these garden steps in, in the backyard that I are, uh, I think there's 17 of them. So I decided that I would walk a um, hundred floors every day, which is about a thousand feet of elevation gain just going up and down the garden steps. And just so you guys, um, anyone listening to this podcast, just for a frame of reference, that's walking to the top of the Salesforce tower every day. Okay. Um, 
And so using now, the 17 steps in your backyard just over and over, over and over and over again. Yeah, so it takes, about an hour, it takes an hour and 15 minutes. It takes that long because you have to go down all the time. If you're yeah. just going up, 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 you could go. God, I thought like swimming laps in a pool was monotonous and boring. Yeah. I don't know. You might have it beat. <laughs> I kind of have. The, well, you, you, Holly, you said it, the OCD Garden Steps Challenge. I'm a little OCD, so I actually find it I, I, uh, very early on in this. I was reading, you know, some fitness tips of how to stay fit during the, the COVID-19 and, and how to keep your, your mind somewhat healthy. And they say a lot of left, right motion mm. and a lot of repetition is actually good. So I count, basically I do the steps a hundred times because that, that, that gets you to a hundred floors. So I guess the 17 steps equals a, equals a floor. So when I start, I go one, 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 one. Get to the top, go down to the bottom. Two, 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 two. That all is the way, amazing. All the way up to a hundred. Wow. <laughs> Do you ever lose count? No, no, no. I'm very hardcore about that. Um, and if I stop to have a, I, I do give myself breaks. Every 20 floors, I'll, I'll stop to, which is probably not healthy. I will stop to kind of. And I'm trying to avoid social media and, and, and news as much as possible, but I do kind of stop to just take a peek at what's going on. Just to, I need to give myself some sort of um, reward, I guess. <laughs> the social media reward. Yeah. <laughs> or Mostly Instagram. Instagram's a little less toxic than everywhere else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have to go back to your OCD. So like yeah. that's a part, that's a smart way actually getting the exercise and getting out and getting some fresh air, right? And staying mm -hmm. local. Um, for anxiety or for stress and just in generally physiologically it's really yeah, good. no you but definitely also, have to keep moving for sure yeah exactly yeah. and it's also for a good cause which we didn't mention oh yeah bit. I should have mentioned I'm, I'm doing it not just you know for my own sanity I'm I'm <laughs> raising money for the San Francisco Marin Food Bank and um, there's a link on my Facebook page on Facebook and on Instagram um i'm at irish greg sf so what is it that you're you're kind of missing the most from normal non-covid life other um, than your great stairway walks um oh my god uh baseball concerts yeah uh, you know i i did i did say earlier that we don't go out much but i do i go to a fair few concerts i'm gonna really miss the festivals this summer um, I was meant to do this huge hike in Ireland um, in two weeks' time. What's it called? Um, the Dingle Way, which you might have heard of. It's a yeah. walk around. Uh, it's about, it's 200 kilometers. takes about eight days. Um, it's a walk around, basically around Kerry. So that's not going to happen. So all of those things, you know, like everybody. Um, it's funny. <laughs> this is too much information, but... Um, you know the way stuff keeps showing up in your calendar that you had forgotten about, um, yeah. and uh, today's thing that I forgot about that was that was cancelled was my colonoscopy. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> too. <laughs> that would be elective. Exactly. Yeah, non essential. Non essential. Non essential. Oh my! Yeah, so, how about you guys? What are you missing? Uh. I think just kind of the, the normalcy of just being able to go to a park, yeah. get outside, 
Um, not having to think twice about, I guess, everything that comes with go as simple as going on a hike in your local park versus going to the grocery store versus filling up your car with gas at the gas station. It's like you always have this undercurrent now of being careful and yeah. being like, because it seems like if you slip up, it could just like one kind of little slip up could yeah. bite you in the ass. And yeah. then, you know, you, you might have, you might have the virus. So it's, um, there's that kind of undercurrent of stress that, yeah. you know, we usually have that from our job, but now we have it from kind of like, you know, just kind of a day-to-day -day existence. I know, you know, and it's funny, it so reprioritizes everything because I'm, I'm, I'm an anxious person at the best of times. So I would be anxious about, you know, I do my experience and I'd be anxious all day. Did that person, I don't know if they seem to really like it and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be anxious about the review you're going to get. And you, you, you suddenly realize you, you, you waste so much energy on, on anxiety over just nonsense, you know, so true? hopefully this will help us all. I think when it's done, reprioritize um, what's important and what's yeah. worth getting anxious over. Yeah, no, it's true. There is that draw. Like, I wasn't on Facebook very much for, like, the last year. And then this whole thing came down. And I kind of, like, I veered more towards it. And I think, I don't know if that was because you're kind of, like, yearning for those social interactions. And yeah. Facebook is the next best thing or yeah. or what. But after a while, after a couple of weeks, I'm like, all right, I need to pump the brakes on, on yeah, that. Because I, it's, it's not that great. Yeah, I fully agree with you and I, uh, I'm very, I'm bad because I say it, I keep telling myself, stop being on. Um, and Twitter like puts my blood pressure like <laughs> under the roof. Um, but this, what we're doing, I've been doing a ton of this with family and friends and you do the, the Zoom happy hours and all of that. And I find those, re I, when, when we first started doing them, I'm like, oh, am I going to get tired of this? And I find the Zoom happy hours. In fact, I've got two this evening. Oh, um, my. Yeah, I, I find them really cathartic, um, mm. really helpful, just seeing friends and whatever. So, um, Just your thoughts on, like, what happens with, with parks and outdoors access um, over time? You know, uh, I, I think one thing about us in the Bay Area is um, we're – I think we're following – the rules pretty well. And the other thing about the Bay Area is that people are gonna tell you if you're not <laughs> pretty quick. Absolutely. It's <laughs> true. You yeah. see these other states that aren't following the rules and you're like, oh man, are you ruining it I for know. the rest of us? I know, I know. Yeah. California's done an amazing job. It really has. And full hats off to uh, Governor Newsom, who was also a regular guest back in the day on KFOG, just like oh. you, Brad. Yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, um, it's good catching up with you, uh, Greg, on all this stuff. Glad to see you're you're doing well and you're staying. You're probably going to be fitter than almost anybody after <laughs> this at the end of this shelter. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. There, I I, I I joked yesterday that I need to flatten the curve in the belly a little bit. So, <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in person again. Yeah. Yeah. We look we forward to too. it too.